I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And actually, it's just me today. Sadly, Allison is not here. Unfortunately, there was an emergency at the studio that Allison typically records at. So I am doing this episode solo. She gave me the green light to just run with it. But you know what? We have a great guest today. And I'm going to let our guests do all the talking. So it's going to be perfect. Today, we're doing a wedding bridal fashion conversation with Hope Levine, which, guys, I just hopped off the phone with her. It was so good. She's so fun, so nice. And we've been TikTok friends for a little bit, which is kind of how I got connected to her and how we wanted to have her on the show, which, yeah, I'll explain that in a little bit. But yes, so it's just me and it's going to be not your typical intro. I'm just going to break down what I've been up to the last week, a little bit about my day, read your guys' peaks of the week, share my peak of the week, and then I will intro Hope. But yes, today has been a crazy day. I feel like every month I have one day that is just the day from hell. It was today. I booked a haircut at 9 a.m. Why'd I do that? In my head, I'm thinking 9 a.m. haircut. I'm going to look so good the whole day with my new fresh hair. It's going to be a full day of beautiful hair. Well, I'm just not the best morning person. I woke up so late. Didn't make it to the gym, was running around, literally throwing on an outfit at like 8.58, ran out the door. Luckily, the salon was very close to my house, made it on time. <laughs> but yeah, when the morning starts off like that, like I just feel like you always set yourself up for a bad day. So I got to get better about waking up earlier. Anywho, got there, did the haircut. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw I chopped my hair. Chopped is a 
exaggeration. It's really not that much shorter. But I cut off a lot. And I do want to sit here and tell you guys that I absolutely loved it. Wow. It was so fun, exhilarating. I loved it the second I got turned around in the chair. That would be a lie. I definitely looked at the hair and did what any person does, tells the stylist that they absolutely loved it. When in fact, I was having an existential crisis, I just smiled through, paid. And then when I left the salon, I'm not going to lie, I thought I looked like I just got a fresh perm. I came out with like a middle part. Some pieces were cut really short that I wasn't expecting. Um, And there were some tears when I got home. Definitely some tears. Luckily, Allison was texting me when this all happened because I wasn't responding at first. And then she was like, she was telling me that the studio was having this emergency and that we couldn't record in a couple hours. And I wasn't responding. She was like, let me know what you think. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm having like a mental breakdown over here. Allison, you are such a great friend. She coached me through that it was going to be okay and that the hair actually looked good. It was just styled weird. That's the conclusion we came to. It was just the curls were a lot. It was just looking like a perm looking like I had naturally crazy curly hair. She was like, go style it how you would do it at home. Maybe even go shower, get a fresh start. I think you're going to like it. Like it looks good. It's just not there yet. And so I went and got a straightener, straightened out the crazy curls and then it looked good. So Allison, you're an angel. You're such a good friend. It made me want to cry that you're being so nice because I didn't want to call my mom or my sister. My sister's working. I wasn't going to call Connor. He's working too. And then I was like, I'm not going to call my mom. I'm just going to cry. And so it was just perfect timing that she was at my phone available. But yeah, unfortunately, studio had an emergency. So there was like five things that went wrong. The morning was crazy. The haircut made me... have that reaction that we all have when we get like a unexpected haircut. And then the studio wasn't working. So you think that's the end? No. Then I try to hop on this call with Hope to record today's episode. The software is not working. I'm getting an error message. Hope is such a patient angel. She is hopping on this other software. We're trying another software. Record on there. 10 minutes in, my mic is acting up. She is like, do you hear that? And I'm like, no, what's going on? There was like radio playing in the background if you've listened to some of our other episodes. You know that sometimes my mic picks up like radio signals. It's crazy. I will be getting a new cord soon. But yeah, Hope was very patient. We got it figured out. The day from hell is almost over. But all in all, I think it's good that I remind myself everything's fine. I'm just grateful that I have hair. I'm grateful that I have a podcast that can malfunction and that I have other options when things go wrong. There's another software. Like it's all good. Tranquila, as my friend Hania says. And that means peace, chill. I'm feeling that right now. Anyways, that was my day. But the last week has been great. Just hanging out here in St. Louis, catching up with some friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Got dinner with my friend Libby at one of the best restaurants in St. Louis. It was called Little Fox. Highly, highly recommend if you are here or ever plan to come to St. Louis. Food was so good. And then we saw some of my other friends. Yeah, the weekend was great. I felt very recharged. Batteries were full. And it's going to be a good week. Okay, my peak of the week is kind of dumb, but me and Connor have been decorating for the holidays and pulling out lots of old decorations, his old ornaments from growing up, from his Christmases, buying some garland, wrapping our chimney. I am all into it. It makes me feel warm and cozy. It reminds me of my childhood, having a house that was decorated for the holidays. So I think my peak of the week was adding some fun holiday fluff to my house, spending time with Connor doing that, and yeah, making my house feel festive. I love it. 
Well, with that, I'm going to read your guys' Peaks of the Week. As you know, make sure to follow our Instagram at We're Already Friends. Every week, we post a question box for you guys to tell us what the highlight or high of your week has been. We got so many this week. So many good ones. As always, you guys are just doing incredible, incredible things. Here's a very appropriate one. Maggie said she made an appointment to chop my hair. Girl, same. Good luck. I hope you love it. I love it now. It just took a few hours. So if you hate it at first, go home, straighten out the curls, give it a few hours, text a bestie, and it's going to look great. Hallie said she got a 95% on a very large and complex presentation. You go, girl. I love that. We love a smart queen. Congrats. I am very proud of you. And since Allison isn't here, I'll just do one more. Libby said she's added meditation back into her morning routine and has noticed she's felt happier. That is so weird that you said that because I have also been meditating in the mornings. And it is so true. You feel so much lighter and you feel like you can just start your day on a really clean, fresh note. I feel like there's more head clarity when you meditate. If you are new to meditating, definitely try Calm app is the one that I use to get into meditation. There's also Headspace. If you have a Peloton or a friend with a Peloton, that can add you to their account. I think you can add like four people. Uh, My boyfriend's brother added me to their account. They have meditations on there too. So lots of different ways to get into it. But I love that you got back into it, Libby. That's awesome. Okay, amazing. Well... I could just sit here and ramble on and on, but we don't want that. We want to get into today's topic. So for today, we have on Hope Levine. Hope Levine is an independent bridal stylist and blogger. She carries seven years of experience in bridal styling and is basically an expert on all things fashion in the bridal world. She's also a huge content creator with over 187,000 followers and is your bridal bestie, posting TikToks about wedding dresses, how to find a wedding dress, everything bridal fashion, which we will obviously get into today. Her favorite part of styling is connecting with brides and making them feel like the best version of themselves. Like I said, me and Hope got connected on TikTok through just following each other and giving each other words of encouragement, liking, commenting, and it turned into a real friendship. And I honestly feel like I've known her for so long, even just being internet friends. That is such the beauty of having internet friends. It's just getting to connect with people from all over the world that you would have never met and sharing fun conversations and time with each other. So I absolutely love this conversation. And I feel like you guys are going to learn so much. I learned so much about planning a wedding and what steps I can take whenever I want to look for a wedding dress. So without further ado, here is Hope Levine. I am Hope Levine, and I went to school in Pensacola, Florida, where I'm from, at the University of West Florida. I studied marketing and sales management, and now I am a bridal influencer, sharing all things bridal fashion and um, wedding-related content on TikTok and on Instagram. And it's the most fun job ever. Um, it looks so fun. I keep saying that I want to fly out to LA where Hope currently lives and just play dress up and try on all the wedding dresses just for fun. Yes. It I'm begging you like to. Um, <laughs> yeah, we would genuinely have so much fun. Like you name your favorite designer. We will go and we will, we will just have a day and play dress up because I feel like everyone just needs to play dress up every now and then. Oh my gosh. Yes. Amazing. Well, let's even take it a few steps back. Like, do you want to walk us through maybe your career, maybe the day after graduation? What were you thinking? Did you know you wanted to get into bridal? Like, tell us where you went from there. 
Yes. Okay. So gosh, my story in terms of bridal starts a little bit before graduation even of college. So I started out as a bridal stylist when I was 17 and graduated high school. So it was actually my college job and I worked at a bridal salon for four years all throughout. Like, I mean, I did everything. I sold, I sewed, I, um, I managed a store. Like it was, it was stressful. And even when I started that job, I had no idea that I wanted to do that or that bridal was going to be this like little like outlet in the fashion industry that I love. I just knew that I loved fashion and I wanted to do something in the fashion industry. So the fact that like my first job in fashion ended up being my career, that was super lucky. I don't think that that happens a lot. Yeah. So I basically, I just learned a lot and like focused during college, both on like studying, um, marketing and sales, but then also um, trying to like learn a lot about different designers and bridal, how to dress different body types, like just try and be the best bridal stylist that I could be. So I mean, it was a crazy experience, like missing game days and sacrificing things to work every single weekend. It was quite the experience. Yeah, so I had to I had to sacrifice a lot during college to go through with this job that I loved so much. I mean, it was a big sacrifice, but so worth it. And it definitely didn't make sense at the time, but it all makes sense now. Like looking back, it probably wasn't the most feasible job for a college student managing a bridal salon. But now it makes so much sense because after I graduated, I was able to apply for a job at Bridals by Lori, which is the bridal salon in Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta. And I wouldn't have been able to go through with that like application process and being hired for that if I hadn't had four years experience already, which moved me to Atlanta. And oh my gosh, I just, I love Atlanta and I could talk about Atlanta forever. But basically that, that pushed me that much further in my career. And I did that for one year. And then I took a step off from bridal for a year because I thought, let's use my degree. It wasn't it. That's fine. COVID layoffs. And then I picked up my phone and I started making bridal fashion TikToks. I just tried to find the perfect intersection of bridal and marketing, you know, what I love and what I studied. And I landed in um, making TikToks about bridal fashion. So now I live in Los Angeles and this is what I do. I get to talk to you and we get to comment on each other's TikToks. And yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Wow. I did not ever piece together that timeline of your career. And I'm mind blown. Like, that's awesome that you had something super shitty happen during COVID, like most of us, like a lot yeah. of us. Yeah. And now you've built this dream job and you have so much more you're going to accomplish. I just know it, but you're Thank killing you. it. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, everything happens for a reason. I feel like all of it, it just like all makes so much sense now. It does not mm -hmm. feel good in the moments and the sacrifices and everything can be so hard, but thousand percent worth it to to do this bridal in general is so much fun but is a lot of work and for wedding photographers too anyone that's photographed a wedding mm -hmm. i know you have so like you understand just the toll of taking on the stress of someone else's wedding or even like a small aspect of that wedding is like a big deal yes i was gonna say do you want to walk us through what your role is in people's lives and their bridal experience like if someone hires you what is your job what's your day kind of look like 
Yeah. Yeah. So right now I do part-time bridal styling on the side. I work with clients that I feel like have a similar like style to me or feel like they are open to advice and just like open-minded to like fashion advice. So I'll get hired on. We'll talk through, um, you know, whether we want to do the whole entire wedding weekend, just the wedding dress or the main three dresses being uh, rehearsal, wedding and reception which is the most common thing that I style for. And basically we just sit down and we talk through what type of bride you want to be and how you want to feel, your budget, what the wedding aesthetic overall is. And then I can kind of piece together what designers I feel like match budget and aesthetic. And we go from there and we go shopping and have so much fun. And it's a great way of still getting to work with brides because I do love my brides so much. It's different than like interacting and responding to like Instagram polls because people will they'll like ask me, what shoes should I wear with this specific dress or what earrings should I wear with this specific address or dress? So people are constantly asking like bridal advice. So it's a great way of like actually getting to be face to face and not have that like social media barrier. Yeah. And putting all your attention into it. I feel like having someone with you trying on the dresses or even convincing you to try on something that you would have never picked out. Like yes. that is my biggest flaw when I'm shopping is that I pass up so many probably really cool pieces that then like my mom or a friend will be like, no, you try this on. Like it'll look better when you try it on. Yeah, it's super fun. And I, I'm again, only able to do this because during those years of working at bridal salons, I really just like focused in on like what dresses look good on what body type and what fabrics, you know, know, fit a certain way, you know, crepe, very unforgiving. And you learn that and you learn that that only works for a very certain bride that like wants that and is okay with that. So yeah, a wedding, wedding fashion is, is my jam. I love it. Okay, cool. I cannot wait to hear more about the wedding fashion, your favorite designers and stuff. But first, I want to also take it back to Say Yes to the Dress, Atlanta. Please give us some insider scoop. I want the tea. I cannot even tell you. Like TLC was my favorite TV channel growing up. Say Yes yeah. to the Dress, Four Weddings, um, like all the shows <laughs> I, I love. So tell us what it was like working at a boutique that was yeah. being filmed. Yeah. Well, first off, also, I was obsessed with those as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, TLC, that is like the channel you turn on when you, when you were either like studying or cleaning or just like doing things. It was like a great background network. Loved it. Yes. So yeah, when I got hired there, I was super excited like to live out this, you know, dream of mine of like, wow, like I watched that show. Um, so I want to say for the first few months that I worked there, there was no word of filming. They didn't even know if there was going to be another season, which was fine. You know, I, I loved the store in general, aside from whether I was going to get to film or not or witness that. But then I want to say it was, it was like January 2019, maybe at the beginning of the new year, we get word that like the applications are open. So basically, people, brides, they apply to be on the show and a casting director goes through these brides, reads their stories and figures like, okay, is this going to make for a good TV or not? And they interview them. There's a lot of like pre-work before we even see or meet the brides. So I was fortunate and I got to have the experience of filming a bride. My episode did not air, but I got to be the bridal consultant and we filmed an episode. It was so much fun. But what people 
people don't know, here's, here's some of the tea is that a normal bridal appointment is like an hour, hour and a half. It's already super exhausting. That's a lot. This appointment becomes like six hours because oh my god because all of like the producers being like okay well we need you to say that again because the camera was on mom okay well we need that from this angle like the production is so crazy seeing just like okay well now we need the detail shot so yeah i know you fluffed her and you did the veil and everything but we need her we need it from the back now so do it all again and um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a TV show. There's definitely the elements of like the producers kind of reading into like, oh, let's like key in on that. Like, let's overreact on that. Or mom, why don't you go over here and like go pull a dress? Like there's definitely pu- <laughs> puppeteering going on um, with the with the producers and stuff. But it is so much fun. Monty and Lori, they are amazing at what they do. They have huge hearts and they are just as like catty and petty and like hilarious. Honestly, even more so when the cameras aren't filming. They're like 10x when like no one's listening. They are unhinged and it is (laughs) so funny. They are hilarious. That was what maybe like the the most fun part of working there and like filming and just witnessing like oh my gosh like people don't even get to see the most unfiltered things that they say like <laughs> yeah it is, that is so crazy. funny and especially growing up you never thought that there was like a casting process of course me i'm oh, just thinking like no. people are just showing up like oh my god maybe i'll just show up one day maybe they'll film yeah. me No, people definitely think that like it would be a random Saturday, you know, we'd be in full swing. It was a busy store, obviously, with like the show, the show brought a lot of traffic to the store. So people would step off the elevator and then kind of be like looking around like, okay, where are the cameras? They, they, Mm -hmm. there was definitely this, uh, this unknown of like, do the cameras film all the time or what's that like yeah. so so brides would actually step off the elevator and be like okay i'm ready like let's go <laughs> let's get where the cameras yeah I'm ready for my big break yeah, yeah as a producer now i can't believe i ever thought that like yeah there's a lot of pre and i hate i hate being on a shoot and having to like tell people to repeat stuff like that is i hate that like yeah so i just know it's an inconvenience for everyone so when you're saying that i'm like oh i have ptsd from that that is not <laughs> my favorite so oh i'm Anything to get the shot. Yeah, anything perfect. for the shot. For yes. the shot. Okay, so let's go back to fashion. Let's do like a little picking the perfect wedding dress 101 with Hope. Yes. So yes, give us any and all tips that you have. Okay, so when you're engaged and you are ready to go wedding dress shopping, it can be, first off, just so overwhelming because there's so many designers out there but there's not many that are actually for you. So the process of like going from start to finish, it's a lot. And as much as this isn't fun, this is this is like not the fun part of it. The more research you do, the more quality of appointments you'll have and the less mm-hmm. appointments you'll need. A lot of brides can accidentally try on like a hundred dresses and then end up confusing themselves because they have tried on too many dresses, which... There mm-hmm. is a point of too many dresses. My my biggest tip when it comes to like starting to think about what you want to wear on your wedding day is researching. So it just start out by like start by mindlessly pinning on Pinterest. And then it doesn't even have to be a theme, but you can kind of see like, oh wow, I pinned a lot of back photos, back 
backs of the wedding dresses must be super important to me. Maybe I'll want something with like either a long train or an intricate like detailing. And it doesn't even have to be specific designers or anything, but just kind of finding like, wow, this is more traditional than I thought I would like. Or, okay, I'm leaning towards blush because there's like five pink wedding dresses that I pinned. Like who knew that I wanted that? So Pinterest can be a great, great tool as long as you don't get attached to the actual dresses on there because a lot of the things on Pinterest don't link back to actual designers and like tangible information that you can use. Next, it comes down to your budget. Like you absolutely have to have a budget when you go wedding dress shopping. A lot of people don't and that just doesn't make for a good experience for anyone. The bridal party the bride, the consultant, it can be just awkward and difficult. So the goal is to set you up for success and researching and budget are two of the first ways that you can like set yourself up for success. After you know your budget, you know what you're kind of interested in, you need to Google the dress shops around you and see if, well, one, does your small town fit your extravagant taste? Does your small town actually have what you're looking for or do we need do we need to travel elsewhere so <laughs> I, that's me totally i'm ready Pack yes, my bags. Yes. You're, you're coming to la you're doing it i am yes i'm clarify i'm not engaged or planning a wedding anytime <laughs> in the future but when i do i'll one be day. at your front door hope <laughs> yes one day you know you know where to shop yeah so i would thousand percent just focus on quality of appointments over quantity it will lead to just an overall happier experience for one, your bridal party that you're dragging around to like come dress shopping with you. You have to consider their time and their energy. The bridal consultants at the stores, you have to consider their time, their energy. So definitely book at places that fit your budget and fit your personal style. And then, you know, try try on at maybe three places max, but a lot of times you can hit it on the first try if you mm-hmm. set yourself up for su- success with the research, the budget, and booking appointments at the right place. Yeah. What is your best tip for someone who doesn't even know what budget to set? Like, is there usually a range of numbers you can give or any advice yeah. there? Um, so it's really, it's going to come down to how important the dress is to you. So I know a mm-hmm. lot of people, you, there's like two sides of the spectrum. There's either the, I'm going to wear it for a couple hours for one day. Mm, doesn't need to be anything. I'll wear a sack. It like I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and then there's the other side of the spectrum where it's like this is the most important moment of my life. I don't care if it's going to be on my body for like 12 hours. It will be made of gold. It doesn't matter. Like I want <laughs> the best of the best. So yeah, where are you if you're either in the in the between? Where do you start? Gosh, I mean, a few years ago, the national average of the wedding dress, like the cost of a wedding dress, was about seventeen fifty. I'd guess that it's probably gone up to like two thousand, maybe twenty two hundred. So these are the people that are spending like twenty thousand dollars on a dress. These are the, the people that are spending five hundred dollars on a dress. We end up in the middle. Average is let's just say like twenty two hundred. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, there's so many great like resale stores out there. There's so many great like custom designers. You can really find a great wedding dress at any budget that you have. And part of that is, I mean, this is not a a plug for myself, but part of this is finding people that share fashion and share designers that you may not have 
heard of before or been exposed to before. There are designers popping up every single day. So, you know, if you are dating someone and thinking about your future wedding dress in a few years from now, like your dream dress may not have been designed yet. Like the designer may not Mm -hmm. have even started designing yet. And that's okay. There are people constantly filling all of the gaps in the market right now. So your dress is out there and it's it's just going to come down to how much you value that part of your budget because you do have to think the budget at large. At the end of the day, it comes down to the budget. Yes. Okay. That was really good insight. That was super helpful. Um, Speaking of designers, do you have any favorite designers that you want to share off the top of your head? Gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, people, if people are listening from like TikTok, then they might know TikTok's favorite bridal designer, Sync, Mm C-I-N-Q. Sync is a bridal brand that just launched almost a year ago, not even quite a year ago. So that's one of those designers that is filling a gap in the market. This designer is for the ethereal, romantic, like old soul, because there are puff sleeves, there are freshwater pearls, just like beautiful romantic elements. And it's kind of anti-bride-esque, which Mm -hmm. anti-bride is kind of anything that isn't traditional bridal or for the brides that never really imagined themselves as a bride. So it's just like, kind of anything that goes against traditional bridal culture. That's Sync. Sync is a great designer that everyone should watch out for. Oh, I love that. Any other that you can think of just rapid fire? Mm, gosh, I mean, there is so many. Like if you if you knew like what's going on yeah. in my brain right now, I'm thinking of like... No, you're good. Uh, no, so, I love that so suggestion. Many. I've seen Sync. <laughs> you're so right. Like they kill it on TikTok and obviously I've yeah. seen your videos in those yeah. dresses. Okay, here's a random yeah. question. What's the most expensive wedding dress you've ever sold? Ooh, okay. I want to say I had a bride. It must have been about 15,000. She had <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was um it was this gorgeous Eve of My Lady dress. Now, Eve of My Lady is a very intricate bridal designer. So she has just like sparkle tool and then embroidery over it, like very, very de- detailed dresses, long trains, just like extravagant and detailed. Now, this bride had, so it was a fitted wedding dress, it was an overskirt, and it was a custom veil. So she was head to toe, just blinged out in sequin, like sparkle tool and embroidery. And I want to say that the bill was probably around $15,000. Wow. But it sounds like maybe it was worth it. It sounds like it was a beautiful dress. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely stunning. (laughs) And again, that goes back to like budgets. Everyone's budget Mm -hmm. is so different. And it is totally okay to have any bridal budget. I want to start getting that through more in my like TikTok videos that like there is no bad like bridal budget because I know with social media, it can be kind of hard to like have FOMO when say like planning a wedding or like looking at like Pinterest inspiration and being like, oh man, like, wow, is that, is that the standard? Like that's not what I'm going to have. So it can definitely be hard when you see people with these like crazy extravagant things, but some people just prefer to put their money towards their honeymoon or their deposit on their house. Like so okay to spend money on the things that you care about. She cared about her dress, that bride. And she looked great. 
honestly, if you have the money, more power to you. Go yes. for it. Yes. <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, why not? Honestly, couldn't be me, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Is there someone who's like a dream client of yours, maybe a celebrity or Ooh. someone like that? Yeah. Someone, well, okay. Someone that's engaged right now that I think I would work really well with is Hannah G from The Bachelor, Bachelor oh franchise. Yeah. I feel like, well, one, I just think Hannah G and I would be friends in real life. And oh, yeah. two, I feel like we have a similar style. So I think that I would be able to like take her personal style and like give great suggestions of designers that she wouldn't have maybe thought. And I just think, I, well, one, she's going to look phenomenal in anything she puts on. That girl is gorgeous. She's like mm-hmm. a bridal Barbie. And I'm excited to see what she wears. But I do think that that is someone that would be super fun to work with because I just feel like we would just laugh and like be friends. That's, I mean, my dream client is someone in general that I just am friends with. Like something I try and like, convey in my TikToks and on social media real life is like, I just want to be like your best friend, like your bridal best friend that has all of the wedding fashion knowledge, but is also just like fun to hang out with. Well, you are. And that's even what we were saying before we started recording, me and Hope, is that we just feel like we're already friends. Wow. We said are. the name of the podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I would love to move into any tips you have for planning a wedding? So as someone who's worked in the industry, I know this isn't mm-hmm. your thing. You don't actually plan weddings. But yeah. just any insight. I know you've made some really good TikToks about this. Even mm-hmm. things that you think brides should bring the day of. I thought that was an amazing yes. video that you did. So do you want to start there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, just to jump into it, things that you need to bring day of that you may not have thought that you would need to pack. I love body wipes. I mean, it's a sweaty, hot day. I think everyone should have (laughs) um, hygiene wipes. Good wipes are my favorite. Um, You never know when you're going to need like floss picks, fashion tape, mini sewing kit, breath mints, scissors, because you definitely don't want to forget to cut the hanger straps before you walk down the aisle. Everyone does. And then Mm -hmm. they pop out in your pictures later. Your wedding photographer has to edit them out. Yeah, there you just need to like over prepare for your actual wedding wedding day. Now, when it comes to wedding planning, I would say my biggest advice is to have fun with it. I hear far too many brides that are like 9 months into planning or something or like a few months out for their wedding and they're like, "Ugh, I just uh, this is so stressful. I'm just like so ready for it to be over with." And that makes me so sad. Like that is supposed to be the most fun day of your life and it should not be filled with like stress or like wishing it away or something. And a lot of people genuinely like during the wedding planning process realize that they should have eloped because wedding planning is so like stressful and so much. So I would also think about if you're an eloping bride before you start planning, I would hire the best wedding planner in the game and pay them all of the money that you have in your bank because they are (laughs) worth it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wedding planners are so, so worth it. I, and I mean, it's, it's cool to like DIY things and like save money, but 
I don't think you should be a DIY wedding planner. I think the wedding planner aspect is like so, so necessary. That way you can Mm -hmm. still like be a bride and enjoy things. And all you have to do is like make a decision like yes or no. Do I like the modern plates or do I like the minimal plates? Like easy, done. That's Mm -hmm. not stressful. Um, Another thing I would say to help like keep things fun and exciting during wedding planning is like try and uh, like keep dating your significant other. Um, Keep like having fun little like nights with your significant other that can make it feel like you're still like dating and you're not just like running towards like this goal of marriage and like trying to like jump into that head first because I feel like each little like season of their relationship is so special and so beautiful and engaged uh obviously like I have I'm not engaged I haven't been engaged (laughs) this is this is just like my um my opinion of it but the engaged season I feel like is a super sweet underrated one that is just this like exciting time of like we are becoming our like best selves and we are about to be married and like I want to be my best for you and like just I want to like continue to get to know you further while we are like still not married yet. Like Mm -hmm. it's an, it's an underrated time. So I imagine I'm not engaged, but this is, this is my two cents on that. Yeah. And you'll never be in that time of your life ever again. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you hope not. (laughs) You hope so. Yeah. Yeah. You hope so. (laughs) Yeah. So you just want to cherish it and it's so special and lovey-dovey. Um, yes, when yeah, you said wedding planner, 100% agree as someone who's done wedding photo and video services, just the weddings that you work where there's a wedding planner are just so different than the ones where there's no wedding planner because all of a sudden the photographer becomes the wedding planner for the day and like they're running the yes. show. Yeah, And if you are interested in being a wedding photographer, make sure you price right because like Honestly, I feel like you should charge more sometimes because that is just like a whole nother responsibility, massive responsibility that you've just taken on where you're like calling the shots, you're running the timeline, Mm -hmm. you know, no one else is. So it's a big job for sure. I definitely think like something about wedding photographers, they uh, like wedding guests, everyone just like look to these people for like, okay, like what's next? Like, what are (laughs) you doing? Like, I just, I mean, I've seen situations where like people like, run up to like wedding photographers and they're like, well, like, why did you miss the first dance? And the wedding photographers like, we're not on schedule. Like I went Mm -hmm. to eat for five minutes because like, I didn't hear the announcement. Like I, there are so many horror stories of just like not having wedding planners or whatever it may be. Or a day of coordinator. Maybe even just that as a really good suggestion. If you guys don't know, Mm -hmm. you could hire someone just for the day to call Mm -hmm. the shots. And that's always really nice too, just to have someone in charge. Yes, you definitely need that person so that it's not one, the bride, the the mother of the bride, the photographer. Then I feel like so many things end up going like on that person. I've been a bridesmaid in a wedding before where I can't remember there was something with like the DJ or the dance floor and people are going up and like telling the bride and complaining (gasps) to the bride Mm -hmm. like, oh my, like, oh no, like this is what's happening. Like trying to like gossip to the bride and the bride's like, okay, like... What am I supposed to do? Like this is my wedding. Like I'm I'm trying to enjoy it. Like the the one person you don't go up to and like like tell stuff to on the day of the wedding is the bride. That's um 
that's a big no. Also, I feel like I haven't been to too many weddings as a guest, but I just mm-hmm. wouldn't even approach the bride unless they approach you because there's probably like 300 people there mm-hmm. that are trying to talk to them. I mean, we don't have to tell people this. They probably already know this, but like, I yeah. think it's probably really overwhelming. So let them have their moment, especially if you're not like super close. They'll yeah. come to you. And if they yeah. don't come to you, it's their day. If I you agree. didn't get a picture, like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I cannot agree more. Well, I, I'm an introvert as well, like major, major introvert. Like I love talking one-on-one like we are, but big crowds over like 10 are just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> freaking terrifying. So I'm I'm actually terrified of my own wedding one day. Like, so think, <laughs> like thinking about like all the pe- all the people that you have to like greet and like make small talk with and stuff, that just, um, that sounds like so exhausting to me. So yes, avoid avoid the bride unless she comes up to you, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that just isn't a rule that I've heard before. Maybe it is a rule, but I feel like I'm making that a rule I because I don't know. It's just very overwhelming the whole day. Yeah. So the, if you can just take a step back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's always yeah. good. Okay, I definitely want to talk about you being a content creator because as you mentioned, you started posting. So did you start posting yeah. during quarantine? Yes. That is crazy. So I... The timeline of that is I was selling marketing technology at Mm -hmm. IBM for that one year that I took off not doing bridal. And obviously, like my team got laid off because of COVID or whatever. This was May of 2020. I remember it so vividly. I was like terrified. My boyfriend came over. He brought me donuts. It's It's my comfort food. He brought me donuts. And we talked about, you know, like what am I good at? And what do I enjoy? And we thought about like a couple different options, but the intersection of bridal and marketing was the the clear winner of like, this is the perfect job for me. And I, I hadn't, I don't remember if I'd made a TikTok yet, but I was very familiar with TikTok because my boyfriend, he is a YouTuber and had been making TikToks um, the previous couple months. So I knew like he was growing very quickly uh, from TikTok as well. So I saw the potential. He is so good at everything social media and was able to like say like, okay, it TikTok like today is like YouTube back in the day. So like the people that got in then are like set up and it, there's no better time than like now to get in. So I started making some TikToks. I I would try bridal advice. I would talk about um, say yes to the dress, like behind the scenes stuff, just whatever I felt like. And what took off for me was sharing aesthetic videos. So I would showcase mm-hmm. like what it looks like if you are a a feminine maximalist bride. And I would showcase like, you know, like 10, 10 dresses to a cool song and people loved it and ate it up. So I did that series for a while and then I just kept sharing bridal content. And what has that led you to? What kind of content do you do now? And what yeah. kind of partnerships have you gotten or opportunities from yeah. growing a huge following? So, gosh. Okay. Well, where I'm at today, I've live in Los Angeles. That's pretty cool. I was living in Atlanta, Georgia before. Um, and yeah. And when did you move? When was that? I moved a little over a year ago. That was September of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so cool. COVID times. Um, basically, the content that I share now, I, I do a mix of things. I try on wedding dresses. It's one, super fun. 
visually appealing and I can understand the dresses better and like what I like and don't like about the dresses if I try them on. This is something I did as a bridal stylist too when I worked at stores. I would always try the dresses on so that I myself could like know if I liked the dress or not. Um, Great market research, really good stuff and very fun. So I try on wedding (laughs) dresses, but I also, I like sharing like pop culture wedding stuff. So like talking about Paris Mm -hmm. Hilton just getting married, um, talking about uh, Khloe Kardashian's wedding like 10 years ago or whatever. It was, I did a deep dive on this recently and it is so crazy to look back on. Uh, just that like timestamp of pop culture of whatever it was, like 2010 maybe. And just the the purple large belt, the ruched mermaid wedding dress. Like it's, I love wedding pop culture and looking at trends, talking about what's new and trending in bridal fashion and like what designers I'm loving. That's definitely something I'm moving towards is just like more talking and chit-chatting about fashion. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what are your goals as a content creator and where do you see yourself in like five years, even yeah. 10 years maybe? Okay. Oh, I also, I forgot to answer about the partnerships. Oh yeah. You can go there first. I'll talk about partnerships real quick and then dive in. But fun partnerships so far have been, I work with Lulu's a a good bit. And Lulu's is something that I have worn since like high school graduation, high school graduation, college graduation, like Lulu's was my girl. Always, always wore her for like (laughs) the big events. So getting to like work with them now is super cool and full circle, but also like dream bridal designers that I've loved for years. Like Berta, Uh, Berta sent me a box of like six wedding dresses. Um, I want to say it was spring and that was like this crazy experience seeing this massive like crate of just Berta plastered on the side and getting to create content for them was so fun. It was super exciting. Um, getting to work with all, all of these brands that I've loved for years, like as a bridal stylist and now as a bridal like content creator and influencer. Very full circle. And it's cool because these brands, you know the content that you're making is going to help people regardless. Even if you mm-hmm. don't personally love the dress, like that's going to... Yeah hopefully reach someone who might love that dress and like that made their process of their wedding planning and wedding things so much easier. That is my favorite comment to get like, oh my gosh, I just found my dream wedding dress. Like, thank you so much. Or wow, I'm not engaged, but I'm going to wear this one day. Or, oh, I wore that designer like two years ago, like still my favorite to this day. It's like, it's just super fun to connect with someone on that level. Cause like weddings are so fun and who doesn't love wedding dresses i don't know i i love them it's so fun i know i know i love the videos of you trying them on like i feel like those do really well too when you try on like what do you think like sleeves or no sleeves yeah (laughs) it's definitely it's so fun to see what the like what the public likes like what is the what's the favorite dress those videos are super fun to make because it is honestly just like cool market research too to figure out like where what people are liking I feel like yeah you can learn a lot like a bridal designer like looking at my page can learn a lot about what people are liking just like based off the comments there was one you posted where I think it was like the second or third dress you had gloves on and yes. it was like gloves with the dress. And I love the gloves. Go to the comments. Like the top like comment is, oh I my know. God, I hate the gloves. And I was like, wait. And it, I was like, what? People hate the gloves. That was my favorite one. And the I know. favorite part. 
So I, I thought it was interesting. I'm like, so I guess we're all glove haters on this app, but I yeah. love gloves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what you can learn from that is like gloves aren't the popular choice right now. Like people just liked the the dress alone. So maybe your personal style is a little bit less like on trend than these other girls, but I I'm love not like the too. other girls. No. <laughs> You're different. She's different. Um, Okay, cool. I want to ask, what are your goals with your page and with content creation in general? Are you expanding onto YouTube or any other platforms? What? Yeah. What what are you trying to do there? Okay. So the goal of my content is definitely to be more like educational and fun. I want to start sharing more about just bridal brands and different price points and make sure that everyone does end up with like the dress that they deserve because they just are educated. Um, I definitely want to branch out on YouTube as well. I have just posted my first vlog and my first um, like sit down, like informative video of the five things that you need to know before you go wedding dress shopping. I already touched Mm -hmm. on a few of them with you guys in this episode about research and budget. So you guys got a little sneak peek on that. And then in terms of like where I want to head, definitely like keeping up with like YouTube, TikTok and Instagram. But also I'm super excited to create businesses. Like I want to fill some of the gaps where I see in the bridal market, there is room for like a cool dress here or a cool thing there. Like I I want to either design or create like bridal related brands that do fill these like fashion needs where I feel like if I were a bride, I would not be able to find a certain dress. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe designing, starting businesses, something of that nature. But yeah, I'm excited. Well, I know that you're going to do that. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. What is something you want to do next year in 2022? Because right now Mm. we're recording December of 2021. And we're a few weeks away from the new year. So I just wanted to ask you if you have any New Year's resolutions Ooh. or things that you're going to tackle on your bucket list next year. Yeah. I mean, in general, I just want to be more consistent next year, like personally, in routine, in content, and as a friend, as a girlfriend, everything. I just want to be a more consistent human being. And then what I want to do next year, I feel like I'm always down to travel more. Like th- there's always this like, oh, like next year I'm going to travel more. So I think maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is the year that I will actually fulfill that and uh, and travel more. I'd love to see Paris. Oh my gosh. Go check out like the Eiffel Tower. I'm hoping that there are some collaborations that can lead me all around to like Paris and London. And I actually got to go to New York Bridal fashion week for the first time this past fall so like that was a very cool like a bucket list travel item that i got to experience so keeping up with the uh the bridal related travels oh my gosh that's so cool well we can't blame you for not traveling this year because it was definitely yeah we weren't really allowed any other country i know not, not any but uh, many of the countries we weren't allowed into so no not yeah. blaming you for that one <laughs> it's confusing too it's like borders open for a second and then it's like oh no we lied like we're going back <laughs> on that so sorry you you thought you 2020 really is our year anything. we're going somewhere i'm just i'm saying it now and allison You're coming to la yeah <laughs> and 
Yeah. And I love what you said about being consistent. I feel like mm-hmm. indirectly called me out because I feel the same way. Yeah. I just feel like mm-hmm. I think we, I just feel like I've gotten so caught up in working. And once you mm-hmm. do dive into content, you literally have to become a workaholic because no one's going to yes. do the work for you. No one's going to film yes. the try on haul or mm-hmm. the tips for a wedding except for yourself. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to edit it and post it and caption it. Totally. So then it's like, okay, well, if you're working really hard in that aspect of your life, then it has to come from somewhere else. And I feel like yes. all my friends that I lived in New York with, now that mm-hmm. I left the city, I haven't really connected with them as much. So I might yeah. steal that goal from you because I, should. I feel like I could definitely be a little more consistent as well. We can all be a little bit more consistent. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. And it is so easy to become that workaholic, like you said. Like, oh my gosh, I, I feel that. Okay. So it's time for our signature question. Hope to you, what makes a good friend? Oh my gosh. Um, to me, I think a good friend is just there for you, even when it's like hard. I personally, I am the friend that maybe takes like accidentally 20 days to respond sometimes. But at the end of the day, I am always there when it counts the most and when I need to be. And I appreciate my friends that are that way too. Like since 2020, things things have just things are all different. Things are new. We're all relearning how to be friends, humans in society, like everything. And I think that like friends that like can give me grace in responding and like I also like give grace back in responding I think that is like the most beautiful blend and a great way of showing that you just like understand like I'm here for you but I get it I love those friends that's so true oh my gosh yeah in the acts of service of being a friend like there's the big important things that you'll always Mm -hmm. show up for and there's little things that can be harder on a day-to-day basis I love that you yes yeah Yeah. will show up when it matters. When it matters. When it matters. Yeah. Everything else is fine. Just be there when it matters. I love that. Well, plug yourself. Tell us where we can find you. Do you have any amazing projects or cool things going on that you want to shout out? Yeah. I mean, well, here's here's some like free cool stuff for you guys. I have a free Excel wedding budget planner. We talked a lot about budget. Um, This is a great place to start planning your wedding. Um, This is on my blog. So hopelevine.com. You can find me on all socials as just Hope Levine, H-O-P-E-L-A-V-I-N-E. I live on Instagram. I live on TikTok and I am living more these days on YouTube. So you can check out some long form content if you like podcasts and stuff. Um, I don't have a podcast, but it is also long form content. So check that out as well. And we'll link all of Hope's links in the show notes. If you don't know how to view those, head to we'realreadyfriends.com and they'll be linked there. Well, Hope, thank you so much. I've had so much fun. I just feel like we're both just like so smiling, giddy yes. and we're having too much fun on this one hour FaceTime that we need to get a trip booked somewhere yes. or me come to you. You're more yes. than welcome to come to St. Louis, but... <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, either or. I'm open to coming to St. Louis. Yeah. That was another episode episode of Already Friends. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening, liking, subscribing, resharing on Instagram stories. We just wanted to give you a final nudge. December 31st, the end of 2021 is coming up and we have that AirPod Pro giveaway going on. So to be entered, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and screenshot that you did that, send it to our Instagram. We'll write you down to be entered. If you want, you can also share the podcast to your Instagram story and tag us. 
Leave a nice comment about what you like. Clock is ticking. The year's almost done. Get entered. AirPod Pros could be coming your way. Thanks, guys. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.